Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. So, guys, we gave a, a lot of credit to Bill Belichick for giving the ball to the running back and saying, go. Finish right? them. He's a genius. Bill's coach Sean McDermott says, so hold on a second. Just hold on a second with all the credit to Belichick. Listen to Sean McDermott. You know, I was going to – like, I need, we need to get into <laughs> – wait, wait, Max. I love rivalries. Yeah. I, 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 I love when coaches make it personal. Like, this is, this is why we love sports. Like, to sit up there and, and literally look media in the face like, yeah, don't give Bill too much credit. Like, Bill deserves a lot of credit. Like, the game plan itself was genius. Like, they didn't throw the ball. They just punished you when you stacked the box and you couldn't stop it. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I, like, I want to get into how much credit Bill Belichick deserves. But if you listen to McDermott, guys, mm-hmm. Coach was saying, my blueprint, the game plan was good. The underlying things that goes into l- wins and losses from a coach's point of view was good. The execution in certain crucial moments could have been better. Isn't that blaming the players a little bit? Yeah, but I don't know that he's necessarily blaming the players, but it is it is pointing the finger at somebody else other than yourself. Um, yeah, you, your game plan might have been good, but at the end of the day, you went home with an L. You can have all the greatest game plans in the world, but if you your game plan has to be executed by the players, therefore the players have to take your instruction. Mike Reese joins us now on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Well, we're doing good, and it feels like Belichick is doing good this morning. But according to Sean McDermott, maybe he's getting more credit than he deserves. How much credit does Bill Belichick deserve for the win last night? Well, Well, guys, he was on the local radio in Boston within the last hour, and they asked him how he was doing, and he said he's a little run down. But good, and I thought to myself, "Run down!" Like I, I see what you're doing there, Bill Belichick. Um, but, but here, you know, on the Sean McDermott comment, I, I think one thing I would just add to the discussion was the way he was asked that question last night. And I wasn't in the room with him, but it was sort of described to me by someone who was. And I think the question to Sean McDermott was, you know, you were pretty animated on the sideline in that game. And when you're in a psychological type battle with Bill Belichick, you know, and then I think the question was asked after that statement was made. And I think that might've lit a little something under Sean McDermott that led to Mm. his response, because there is a little something there guys between uh, Sean McDermott and in terms of how he goes up against Bill Belichick. So I think that sort of lit him up a little bit. Yeah. I have an early prediction on the next score. It won't be pretty if they get their way in New England, that's for sure. I can mm. promise you that Bill's going to remember whatever little slight was headed his way from Sean McDermott. Uh, Mike, how surprised were you about the game plan in which the Patriots entered into the game with only throwing the ball three times and running for 222 yards on 46 attempts? I was shocked, just like, you know, just like I was in 2005 when Doug Flutie had a drop kick. Like, that's the one thing about covering a Bill Belichick team. You're going to see some things that you never expect to see. And, and one point 
that he made this morning, Key, when he was sort of going back through the game, is he said, look, if we needed to throw the ball in the fourth quarter, we probably would have if the game situation presented itself. But that being said, you know, I never would have thought you'd go into a game and throw it just three times. That's a franchise record. So, you know, the previous record was five pass attempts for them in a game back in 1982, the snowplow game, uh, you know, when they beat the Dolphins. So, to me, it was surprising, but also reflective to your first point about how much credit you give Bill Belichick of just how much he does change from week to week and do literally whatever he believes is the best thing to win the game. For for somebody that's watched this team and covered this team for a long time, where would you rank this game plan from Bill Belichick in his entire career? So, so this probably won't fire up the discussion, Jay, like too much. Like I, it probably wouldn't be in the top of the rankings only from this standpoint. I look at it like this, like the bills were sort of driving late. And I think to myself, if one or two plays goes in the other direction, we might be questioning them. Like, why didn't you throw the ball more? You know, like, and so I think I'm a little hesitant to sort of go overboard and say, Hey, this was a, a great game plan. Like when I think of the greatest game plans, I think of that first Super Bowl against the Rams and the greatest show on turf when, you know, no one thought they were going to come out of that game with a win. To me, this was more like, Hey, the elements are such that we, we have to dramatically alter what we do. And that was the greatness of it. But it sort of pales to me in comparison of some of the other specific like X's and O's things that he's done in the past. Mike Reese, uh, ESPN Patriots reporter, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. Uh, what message was sent, you think, to the team last night after getting this tough win up in Buffalo, um, you know, running the football, playing the defensive style in which they played, to just get out of there and now have the number one seed in the AFC? So I thought one thing Devin McCourty, the safety and longtime captain, said after the game was probably reflective of the message key. And it was, he said, this is 12th year here. He said, this is why he's loved playing for the Patriots because it's not about this is what we do and we're just going to stick with it. And it's not about one player and it's not about ego. It's about doing whatever it takes to win the game. And I think they feel like he, they've got it rolling a little bit. They've, they've won obviously the seven in a row and they've done it in different ways. And so the message is let's just keep this thing rolling, get healthy into the bye week. They had Damian Harris, their top running back, leave this game with a hamstring injury. So bye week comes at a good time for him. But if they stay true to their process and what they're doing, they feel like they can do some special things here. How important is home field advantage to them? Well, when you look at what they've done in the past, when they get that bye, and there's only one now, right, with the new playoff format, the, the, the results speak for themselves. So I would say it's incredible. It's not the end-all, be-all, but if they get it, look at what they've done with it in the past. Tremendous advantage for them if they can do that. You know, um, <clears throat> Mike, the Brady-Belichick debate is, I'd say, probably the greatest of the 21st century. LeBron and Jordan is right there, right? Brady-Belichick, was it more Brady or Belichick in New England? Um, what was the Patriot way, really? And boy, Brady looked like he was out, way out in front after winning the Super Bowl year one. 
But what has happened this year to that whole narrative, do you think, with what the Patriots have just done winning seven in a row? Well, certainly shifts back into Bill's, not shifts back to Bill's side, but at least sort of brings the needle back to the middle, you know, or close to it, doesn't it? And, you know, the culture of the Patriots has always been about more than one person, but it's like, how do, why, how do you level it out and say, you know, what something Bill said this morning, he said no one was more responsible for everything they accomplished than Tom. Like Bill himself literally just said that in his local radio interview within the last hour. So you want to acknowledge that, but also acknowledge like this is bigger than just one player. It's a culture. It's when you come here, like it's about the team. And, and I think that's what's shining through here in, in what they're accomplishing to this point this season. No doubt. But that's really the argument. Who was the culture? Was it Brady or Belichick? And boy, it looked dicey for Belichick for a minute. But I think he's answered the bell. I think he's answered that question. Mike yep. Reese, the great Mike Reese. Always love it when you jump on. Thank you, brother. All right, Mike. Get safe Thanks. travels. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. So, uh, yeah, that's funny, though. Yeah, like you said, though, now it's coming back to the middle. Yeah, right. Is it back to the middle, though, considering Tom Brady is having an MVP year? Yeah, is it but back it's to, is it always, back to the middle. I mean, well, one team is one team is up to win the Super Bowl. The other team, I mean, I'm not saying that the Patriots aren't in that conversation, but I still look at the Bucks a little bit differently than the this Patriots. This is in right flux, now. right? It's but in it's, flux. Remember, it's the culture in which was created. And clearly, Tom Brady left. And the culture is still in play based on where they're at. Oh, this I understand. Year. Yeah, I get see, it. like when Brady was in Tampa, and he seemed to sprinkle that magic pixie dust over everything there, and and they had a losing season, and then started two and four. There was a legitimate question, like, damn, was Brady the the generator of the culture? But now, as Key said, all Belichick has to do is no, no, no. See that thing that Mike Reese said where the game plan is like, I've never seen that before because all I care about is figuring out how to beat okay. this team and coaching my guys up. It's still there. I just don't think it's all the way back to even. It, well, I, I, well, maybe I you got to win a Super Bowl. I think Brady, no, I, I think Brady even, still has a slight edge. Yeah, yeah, I hear Close you. to the middle. But, right, but close the question to the middle. He said to the middle. He says back to even. Give or take, right? Uh, like, I, in no, other words, not you need to take. see Belichick win a Super Bowl. Yes. And then, and then, and then they're even? Yeah. All right. The Patriots have now won seven in a row. They've got to be at the top of the real rankings, right? At least – Top of the AFC right now? We'll find out next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. John J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, your podcast, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline were presented by Progressive Insurance. Keys Real Rankings are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call Adele Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Take it away, Key. I got Dallas Cowboys at six. They took care of business against the New Orleans Saints. Make you believe that, you know what, this Cowboy team has an opportunity. If they can continue to just keep getting healthy, get people back. Lawrence came back. That was a big plus for them. They've seemed to be turning the corner. The moment that I say that, they'll get another hole in the boat. <laughs> Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, on fire. Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you think about where they're at, the way that they continue to just keep winning football games, after losing a couple in a row, they came away with a big W in Atlanta. The Indianapolis game was one that you saw and you said, "Woo, wow, okay, this team is all right. Then they go and take care of business because Atlanta, Tom Brady, six touchdowns in the air. He just mixed the thing up. Ridiculous for a guy at 44 years old. Number four, the New England Patriots. We watched them last night in dominant fashion in a running game against a supposedly tough Buffalo Bills defense. When they surrendered 46 rushing attempts for 222 yards, only three passes in the air. What a great game plan put together by Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, who signed off on that game plan. They come away with a W, and on top of that, they are the number one seed as it stands today in the AFC Conference. The Green Bay Packers, number three, Aaron Rodgers. Last time we saw him, what was he doing besides Will and Dylan? He's right there in the MVP conversation as well. He may not get it because the statistics won't get him there. But in the end, he'll be a team that will be certainly uh, one to be reckoned with when it comes to NFC Championship Week. The Kansas City Chiefs. I know everybody I know everybody is uh, questioning the, toint, the, toint, the point total on Kansas City's offensive side of the ball the last time we saw them against the Denver Broncos, only putting up 22 points. But that's okay. You got spoiled as fans. You got spoiled with the 35s and the 42s. Now they're winning, doing exactly what they should be doing, keeping the turnovers down and playing solid and sound defense. And number one, Mighty Mouse at his finest and Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray returned to the lineup this past week against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Uh, Brisk coming off the lake, nice and cold. Jay Will knows a little bit about the Chicago area. And they took care of business. They look like a team to be reckoned with. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if they can continue this nice little run that they have uh, moving forward as they get 
into the later part of the season and trying to make a strong run in case to get the number one seed overall. Because I think personally, they certainly can use that number one seed overall if they plan on making it to the Super Bowl in LA, which is only a 30 minute drive away. Cardinals are now, the Cardinals are now back as my number one team. Having been there before, if you remember Max and Jay, they've been there two other times. Now they're there for a third time. Can they still stay there at the end of the year? Or will they stub their toe this Monday against the Los Angeles Rams in the desert? And I just have a feeling Aaron Rodgers, the next time we see him. I'm clapping because for the first time since we've been doing the show, I agree with all your real rankings. I love it. Yeah, I think I'm I on it, too. I love it. It's the first time. But let me ask you something. If, the, if Aaron Rodgers, it, this goes for MVP for Rodgers and Packers rankings because they're coming off the bye. If Rodgers throws for four touchdowns, has a big game, I have a feeling they go to the front and so does Rodgers at the MVP line. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're a game behind right now okay. because we haven't seen him play in a week and a half. Yeah, I mean, he's still in it. Like I said, I don't think he'll get it because Tom Brady will have more touchdowns. Brady's got to keep his interceptions down. If he can do that, he'll probably wind up winning it. So how big is the gap between KC and New England and AFC? It's close, man, because New England don't have a game plan for him. That's why it's close. Belichick's going to scheme it up somehow. It's not, it's, not, it's not out of the question that New England could be a, is the better team. We are just waiting for Kansas City's big chunk yardage. We, we're looking for one or two splash plays so we can say, see, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. But I'm happy with the way they're winning now. I'm satisfied with it. Do you think the way they're playing right now that they can beat the Pats the way the Pats are playing right now? Yeah, absolutely. They could do it. Absolutely they can. I don't know. It just feels like just watching the Pats, man, they just find a way to win games. Like that, and I'm not saying that Andy Reid's coaching isn't brilliant with attention to detail, but just seeing the game plan, if you're asking me who could put together a better game plan – I'm always you know what this, on the side of Bill Belichick. I know what you mean, but what to me what it comes down to is the old thing where Mac Jones, I think, is a natural at the quarterback position. I'm not dismissing all the hard work he puts in, but, <laughs> but like he just has command. He seems like he's built to play quarterback. But when you have one dude who's normal in other physical ways and another dude who can also play quarterback naturally like that but can – complete plays that no like he just can do things Mac Jones I like give me the team with that with with Mahomes the the problem that you have with Mac Jones and the New England Patriots is we're still waiting even though Mac Jones is number one seed blah 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 we're still waiting for that game from Mac Jones we haven't gotten that game okay it was supposed to be the Buffalo game but wind took care of that snow and weather took care of that so we still haven't seen that game. The good one or the bad one? No, the good one. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. haven't seen the good one, and we haven't seen the bad one. Mm-hmm. Right? You haven't seen it. So, really, what he is is a guy right now, he stands with, as a guy with a jersey on, with a number, who's tall, who hands the football off, who doesn't create any mistakes or turnovers because he's not allowed to do that. Who comes through on third down. Who comes yep. through when they needed him to. Now, you go up against a Kansas City team, and Kansas City is going to push the ball. They're going to throw the ball. Now you got to really start to match point for point. And they're playing defense now to Kansas City. That's what you're waiting to see from Mac Jones. Yeah. That's if they're scoring at a high clip, though, because that defense is uh, – it may not they be put one up, of these high-scoring games for Kansas City. They put up 40 against the Raiders. 
They yeah. can't score if they want to. And 22 to 9, I, I like the point you made, but like if it was the Cowboys or someone else, you go 22 to 9, Great they won win. by two scores. That's a good win Great against win. the Broncos, are a respectable team. They're not yeah. like a bottom feeder. Yeah, I hear you, but then they put up 19 points against the Cowboys, and they put up 22 points against the Broncos. So yep. like there, there is, depending upon the defense, there are levels to it. I, I hear what you guys are saying. Yeah, I, I think that Belichick, what he does, the way he coaches, he takes away what you do best, yes. and sometimes the thing you do second best. But that's the thing about the Chiefs that's scary to me for the rest of the league right now. They've already responded to that. So coaches come in to play the Chiefs, and they're like, all right, guys, we're going to play them like this. We're not going to give them anything deep, blah, blah, blah. And someone in that room's got to be like, well, well, what if they just take stuff underneath? <laughs> What's coach going to say? Well, yeah, then they're going to beat us? When you, when you get the football into the human joystick's hands, into the cheetah, and he's running around all over the place, and that would be Tyreek Hill, yep. you got to come up and rally and tackle. If you miss, he's off to the races. I understand that Belichick's defense has played well. They've done a good job. But sometimes the matchups are different, and they create different problems for you. When you got another great coach. Like Belichick is coaching against another great coach, yeah, a, a team that's playing defense, mm-hmm. and guys, human joystick-type players, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. By the way, Travis Kelsey, these are great, great players. How big is the gap between Green Bay and Arizona in the NFC? Because that's your, your well, if, if, first if, and third if, ranked teams. If I'm a fully healthy Green Bay, when they get Alexander back in the secondary and they get some other people back, I think they're a better team than Arizona, fully healthy. I think it's still there, but I think they're a better football team. Remember, they went to Arizona hobbled. No Lazar, no Devontae Adams, no uh, – Short week. Val, Val, Valdez, Scanton, and a short week, although – on the other side, DeAndre Hopkins was hobbled in and out of the lineup, but he did play. They went there and won. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's close. And by the way. But I think Green Bay's on top of them. Arizona's number one because Arizona deserves to be number one. Arizona ain't going to Green Bay and winning in the playoffs, in other words, in the, on the frozen tundra. I mean, I wouldn't. They just played well in Chicago. I wouldn't they think did. they. They just played well in Chicago. I wouldn't think they would. It's colder at that time of year in Green Bay than it was last week in Chicago. So and you ain't playing Chicago. And you, Understood. yeah, that's number one too. <laughs> you ain't yeah. I don't think the gap is that far off between Tampa Bay and Green Bay and Arizona. Like no all doubt. three of those teams are in this little pocket. And Dallas See, has the like, talent. I feel like Tampa Bay can beat Arizona. Yeah. You don't think Tampa Bay can beat can beat uh, Green Bay? I don't know. I don't know. Jay, it's interesting because I agree. I agree with Key's top five. Those are the top, yes. are the five teams to me in their own bucket. I wouldn't even put the Cowboys there right now. Well, they six, but right, but but <laughs> in terms Cowboys, of your bucket, Cowboys stuff. still scary because they have the talent, no doubt. But they I'm looking also at may the, have a hole in the boat. Yeah, I'm looking at the Cardinals, and what's interesting is, damn, they two games. Packers, yes. Bucks, the rematch of the NFC Championship game. Rogers, Brady, we've seen them there before. Da da da. But the Cardinals, as you said. It, they deserve, like, wire to wire. Yeah, They've been yeah. the best team in, yeah, in they, football, they really. They continue to answer the call. They answer the call every single week. They Be just, inconvenient, right, if they upset the apple cart with Tampa Bay one, and Packers. One of, those, one of those losses came to Green Bay, and one of those losses came with Colt McCoy, at quarterback. On a short week, Green yeah. Bay. Mm-hmm. That's one of those funky-type games. I'm not going to say that that's really you. Eh, you you're going to lose a couple games in a season. That's one, a short week to a great team. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com.
So, so Bill Belichick, his feeling last night after the win, we're going to hear what he had to say about this uh, on SportsCenter. Or sorry, after, after you hear this from SportsCenter. Toss comes to the near side for Harris. He runs through Go a big kid. hole, and he's gone to the 50. A burst to the 40. Alone to the 20. Damien Harris to the house. Touchdown, Patriots. Damien Harris's 64-yard touchdown run in the first quarter was part of a vaunted New England rushing attack that helped the Patriots to a 14-10 win Monday night with winds gusting in Buffalo at over 40 miles an hour. Mac Jones attempted three passes with two completions for 19 yards. The Patriots ran for 222 yards on 46 carries. Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau says he's entering the NFL draft. Mel Kuyper Jr. has Thibodeau ranked number one overall on his latest draft board, big board. Thibodeau won't play in the Valero Alamo Bowl and instead will start preparing for the draft, sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Bucs, Giannis Antetokounmpo scored 27 points on his 27th birthday as Milwaukee beat the Cavaliers 112-104. The two-time MVP also had 12 rebounds in his return from a sore right calf as the Bucs picked up their 10th win in their last 11 games. I'm talking about these stories and more on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Sports Center is brought to you by Goodyear. College football is winding down, and Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward. Whether your team's home or away, the traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us. Goodyear, more driven. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, your download the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, guys, this kind of like came together for me in real time when I heard this uh, or read this Sean McDermott quote. But (laughs) and then hear how Belichick responds. Listen to this. okay? after last night's win, Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, wouldn't give Bill Belichick credit or rather said, don't give him too much credit. When we spoke to Mike Reese earlier, he said, listen to the question. And that question may have led to the answer for McDermott. So he kind of like expanded the scene to give us more context. But take a listen to McDermott after the reporter's question. So, guys, the more I hear that, the more I think, whoa, you're playing yourself. First of all, I I disagree with Mike. I appreciate him giving context, but my interpretation is different than his. I don't think he led him there. I I think that he got triggered. That McDermott got triggered. Because, Are you talking about Mike Reese? Yeah, Mike Reese. Okay. So, pardon me. Mike Reese, who was on earlier, our Patriots reporter, um, who said, hey, and given the context, the reporter kind of let him there. Well, he teed it up for him, but, but if there was bait, McDermott certainly took it, guys. He is saying here, Bill Belichick didn't outcoach me. His players outplayed my players, and that's mm-hmm. bad for the Bills. I mean, I don't see how else to interpret that. He's saying, look at the fundamentals of the coaching and what position everyone got put in. I'm good. Well, your players are going to respond to you as a coach. And if you are putting them in the right position to succeed, then they're taking their cue from you. And so it falls back on to the coach. Bill Belichick put his players in the right position to succeed, and they answered the call. They ran the ball well. They blocked. But the game plan was put together – by Bill Belichick, he signed off on the game plan put together by Steve Belichick on the defensive side and Josh McDaniel on the offensive side. 
He signed off on it. When it was presented, hey, this is what we're going to do to the Bills. What do you think? And he signed off on it. And the players responded. Who won the AFC East last year? The Bills. Bills. The Bills. Yeah, right? So you saw this narrative changing about the Bills and Sean McDermott, right? So now all of a sudden the narrative starting to shift back to, oh, here he is, like psychological battle. You can't get over that hump again. Bill Belichick, the greatest of all time. And Sean's like, regardless of whether you think it's right or wrong, I think it's wrong. But Sean's like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not happening. That's not it. That's not the story I want you guys to write. But, but That's not the story I want you to write. Even though that's the story you know we're all going to write, you can tell that internal conflict that he has. No, no doubt. Other, He's helping no us write about it. it. For sure. But there's no other way to write it. Other yes, than, I know. Other than you had, we allowed you to stay in our conference for one year, and now we're back home, and I need to get my conference back. A dude who just Max, you can say you played yourself, but I got to tell you, from somebody who's competitive as hell, I kind of love it. Because I love him just revealing, like, this is like, yo, this is who I am, man. And I'm not going to sit up here at a press conference and be like, yeah, he has a psychological advantage on me. Get the hell out of here. You know what the problem is, though, Jay? I'm going to give that up to you. I hear you. But you have to know when to check that competitive impulse so you don't lose the upper hand. For example, you lost the game. Everyone's going to say you got out coached. You kind of subliminally blame your players and said, no, actually, I outcoached him. His players out-executed mine. You said all that. I mean, to me, that's stepping in it. So, So Bill Belichick wasn't asked directly about this, but he was asked how he was feeling after the win when he joined WEEI's The Greg Hill Show this morning. Listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Run down. He's a little rundown key. That, to me, is a special level of gangsterism on the part of Bill Belichick. He didn't need to be asked a question directly about what Sean McDermott said. Because by the time he got on the plane and took off, he already knew what Sean McDermott said. He already knew it because somebody told him. They handed him the press clippings and said, take a look at the AP wire. Look at this. See what this is. So he already knew. His plan, as soon as he went on his radio show, was to answer it in which he wanted, the way he wanted to. He knew that they were going to ask him about last night, the running game. So he already had his answer ready to go. <laughs> I'm a little run down. down. He ran him down 46 times. They ran the ball. But we're good. Oh, oh. That's why, Jay. kind of stuff. That's why, because you, 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 like, your lead, like, McDermott leg with his chin. Got to tuck your chin, brother. And when he sees him in three weeks, I think they play again in three weeks. When he sees him in three weeks, he's going to try to put up 35 on him. So the very different game plan in three weeks? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Unless the weather looks crazy in New England. But – He's going to try to run up, the, not run up the score, but put something on him and quiet him down even more. That's always Mike Reese said something I thought really excellent about Belichick, which has always impressed me the most to see through everything and just do what it takes to win that game. That's always been the Patriots. Well, that's yeah, that, that, that is what the game plan changes from week to week, depending on what the situation and circumstances is. Sometimes we can go 11 personnel, 12 personnel. I mean, it just depends. That's what great coaches do, though. They they don't they have a blueprint so to speak and a formula, but if they need to uh, change at any given moment, they can adopt, adapt to that just like that. I, I gotta I know we give Bill his credit and it's deserving, but also you gotta give their players like you know it's one thing for the coach to have a game plan, it's another thing to have a culture in place that accepts the game plan and then executes the game plan with discipline. 
And I always say a death by a thousand cuts because that's how they – it's like you have one mistake, they capitalize. Like the Matt Breida, like fumble, capitalize on it. Like that's what they do. That's what makes them special. So the players deserve a lot of respect too. So not just Coach K but also Jay Will. Oh uh, yeah, well it takes it takes dudes to win a chip, no doubt. And by the way, here's the thing: he's the GM. He's also the GM. He's identifying the talent, coaching them up, putting in the game plan. Guys, Key, you mentioned about the fact that they're going to play again in December. The Bills and the Pats. What two weeks? Three weeks? Three like weeks. That. So yeah. three Bills weeks. Go so, yeah. to the Tampa Bay next. So Bill Belichick was asked about this on uh, the Greg Hill Show on WEEI. Listen about the game plan. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, that's probably true, too. That probably is. That is true. They did it all three times. No, but I'm saying they, they, they got the game plan A, game plan B, game plan C. They never used the game plan A. They, all, they jumped all the way to C. So now that scouting from three weeks is already – that game plan for three weeks from now is already in place. They're going to tweak it a little bit based on the next couple weeks and what the Bills do defensively or offensively. They now could change some stuff, put some, but for the most part, the game plan is pretty much all put together. No, it would be hilarious if they just ran the ball down their throats again. <laughs> By the way, the one pass, the John U. Smith pass that everyone's showing the completion was probably ill-advised when you look at how it happened. Like, John U. Smith had to really make a play on that no, ball. It was, a, it, was, it was where Mac Jones should have thrown the ball, but the wind took the it, wind though. Took it yeah, that's pass, what I'm yeah. saying. Took it away from I really him. found myself wondering if the Bills will answer the call. In three weeks from now. I know it's three weeks from no, now. There's a lot of games gonna, in between. No, they're going to be in trouble three weeks from now. Because <laughs> they're going to Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. They're going to get blitzed by Tampa. Then they got so the Panthers really next. Like, then they got the Panthers at know, home. And then they go. That Tampa game's must win for the Bills, really. Like, you want to get your confidence back and not only your record. You but do you, understand the Bills can miss the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They can miss the playoffs. Oh, by the way, Quiet has kept Miami's on its way, too. Miami hasn't lost in a grip. And they're and 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 and. and by the way, Tua doesn't, doesn't, doesn't miss when he passes the ball. All right, look. Same old, same old in New England. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
I'm Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Dr. Pepper, call in lines 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Call in if you can describe yesterday's, last night's game, Monday Night Football, in two words. 888-SAY-ESPN. All right, we talked about one college program heading in a new new direction. Let me me say that in English. In a (laughs) new direction. Then, hey, say uh, Valdez Scantling three times fast. (laughs) All right. Now there's the new direction in South Bend. Marcus Freeman was introduced yesterday at Notre Dame's as Notre Dame's next head coach. Key, we carried that press conference live on uh, this Justin. Terrific new show, 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Handsome host. Key, I, I, you know what he said at one point, Jay? He goes, the kind of stu- athlete that's here, I forgot exactly how to phrase it, he said, they're not looking for anything easy. Like, he acknowledged right away, it's a certain kind of student athlete that goes to Notre Dame. Key, you made this point when Brian Kelly went to LSU. It's like, well, ne- you know, it's not like recruiting at Stanford or Notre Dame. Jay, you went to Duke. You mm-hmm. understand this. What did you guys, what was your impression of the, of his introduction? Oh, it was fine. Um, I thought he, he held everything the way that he needed to. Uh, he certainly had a presence, a young head coaching presence. Uh, this is a hell of a job for a first-time head coach. I mean, he's climbed the uh, coaching ranks really fast. And one thing that I would tell Marcus is whatever you do, do the same things that you've done to get you this job. Don't change. Don't all of a sudden become a head coach. And what I mean by that is forget how you got there. Start changing the way that you prepared your defense, the way you approached the players when you went into their homes and recruited them the way you talked to them and dealt with them once they got on campus. Don't change that approach because if you change that approach, players see through that and they'll smell it. And then that's when you get caught into this situation where you're not getting the best out of those players because they won't run through a wall for you because they think you are full of it. And it's easy for coaches and personnel people to start to change. You know, coaches are great. Oh, I love Jay. I'm the point guard coach, and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm elevated to the head coach. Jay, you know, he's man. Power that's how they, corrupts. That, that's how they do. Oh, I'm the, I am the uh, uh, head of college scouting. Now I'm kicked up to the general manager president of a team, and when I walk down the hallway, I look at you up and down, and that's what happens. So Marcus Freeman cannot do that. He's got to be Marcus Freeman. Jay? Oh, hey, Mike T is here. I was just accepting my uh, accolades for picking another game correctly on Monday Night Football. What's the record now? Eleven and two, but eleven and wow, two, pretty good. Look at you! <clears throat> look at you, Key. We're not in LA today, my friend. What does that mean? It's really thirty-nine cold. degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm indoors, so I'm good. I mean, I'm fine till I go outside. Were you impressed with Marcus Freeman at the intro- at the introductory press conference? Yeah, and here's what I was even more impressed with. Like, when you talk to the coaches that were involved and around the Notre Dame situation, I think this is really similar to Ryan Day. If we go back five years ago, a legendary coach, Urban Meyer, steps aside, and they wanted continuity at Ohio State. And while some people knew Ryan Day, most people didn't. And it was about continuity, the support staff, the coordinators. And to Marcus Freeman's credit, you know, leadership and character to me is how you impact people when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. And over the past year, the amount of influence he's had at Notre Dame from the players on both sides of the ball, the support staff, that 
a lot of people in the national media felt like, hey, this was going to be Luke Fickle's job, go from Cincinnati to Notre Dame. But to Jack Swarbuck's credit, when they went through the search and he talked to a lot of people in that program, Marcus Freeman had innate natural leadership and he really was influencing people in that program. And it, everything that came out of there was like, hey, we're going to do the Ohio State program, which is when Brian Kelly went there, the, the program obviously had a lot of issues. He changed it. He deserves credit. Now it's about, hey, Marcus Freeman's a great young coach that a lot of people don't know about. We kept Tommy Reese on the offensive side. We have continuity. And now sure. we could hopefully replicate what Ohio State did and have Marcus Freeman as our leader. I, I was going to say the two things that I think are impressive about it. Number one, if you watch the video that they have on social media of how all the kids reacted in the locker room when he gave that speech, you're like, okay, like there's buy-in. And you talk about continuity. You talk about Tommy Reese staying in his offensive coordinator, right? I think that helps with retention rate. Because if I signed up to the staff, like I came to Duke because I wanted to be coached by, you know, Johnny Dawkins. I wanted to be coached by Steve Wojciechowski. If Coach K somehow leaves and these guys are still here, they're part of the family that recruited me in the first place. So it, that, that kind of continuity, I think, goes a long way from the player's perspective as well. You, you mentioned the Ohio State situation. Most times, often than not, when you have a successful program in – the head coach of that successful program leaves for whatever reasons, whether you step down, whatever the case may be, they kind of hit the ground running when you keep it internal. You know, God, when it's a successful program, teams usually do well. I mean, they, they usually do well. You can Oklahoma, Lincoln, Riley. You can go all the way back to the Miami Hurricanes. When Jimmy Johnson left, they brought in Dennis Erickson, but he kept some of the foundation there. People was around the program. They went on to win national titles. Eventually, Dennis Erickson left. They kept Coker in the role. He continued to win. So it's something there at Notre Dame. They certainly could turn things around and, and get to a national championship because I'm sure they understand that they got to lax some little bit of the administrative applications for student-athletes to be able to get in. A key to that point, though, that's where I think it's a win-win. Marcus Freeman knows what works there. Like, he's yep. been there. He played at Ohio State. Like, to me, this looks like a destination job. And I wouldn't be surprised, guys, 10 years from now, we're talking about, hey, that great Marcus Freeman program at Notre Dame, the way we're talking about Ryan Day, because I think it's a really good fit. And I credit Notre Dame for being open-minded about the search. And by all counts, it seems like they got it right. Thank you very much, Mike Tannenbaum. It's time for one franchise to pay up, supposedly. But some are already calling the guy that's supposed to pay a bust. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Sticking with you on the ESPN app at SiriusXM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.